Welcome to the Mid the Pines podcast, a place where Grove City College alumni and faculty give voice to their unique stories, contributions, and accomplishments. Our community is blessed with many individuals who are often recognized for their proficiency, purpose, and principles, all celebrated hallmarks of the distinctive Grove City College education. Learn more about their God-given callings and the work they are undertaking for the common good. These are their personal and professional stories. Hi there, it's Zach Jew, class of 2011 and current development officer at Grove City College. Today I'm in the Dorothy Dot Newman Wilson 43 studios in the college's Technological Learning Center, and I'm joined by alumnus Dan Creston, class of 1981 from St. Louis, Missouri. Dan graduated cum laude with a Bachelor of Arts in Business Administration from Grove City. And while on campus as a student, Dan interviewed with Borg Warner Chemicals and was hired for a position in sales management, a job he remained at for six years. In 1987, Dan started at Alpha Packaging, Inc., where he became chief operating officer and partner. He partnered with the CEO to open nine plastic packaging plants and took sales from $400,000 in 1987 to $260 million in 2022. They sold the company three times to private equity firms, and currently Dan is the founder and owner of Creston Consulting, which is a small business mentoring and angel investing firm that he started in 2015. He judges startups for grants and investment potential with two nonprofits, Arch Grants and St. Louis Arch Angels, and we are glad to have him on the Mid the Pines podcast. Dan, welcome to the Mid the Pines podcast. Thank you, Zach. I appreciate the invite. Well, Dan, let's let's start off by learning a little bit about how you came to Grove City College. You've told me, of course, you grew up in the Pittsburgh area. You started in the fall of 1977. Today, actually, for our listeners, we're actually recording live in video, too. So uh, as a little surprise, I, I also found your 1981 yearbook photo. <laughs> oh, and uh, it's a little bit uh, a little bit different. A uh, little than, different look. <laughs> yes, the, last the part. hair is uh, slightly different. Um. <laughs> But I thought we'd have fun. But how did you Thanks. come to Grove City in, in fall of 77? So I uh, grew up in Pittsburgh and, and went to a small high school, uh, Edgewood High School. Edgewood ended up uh, merging with Churchill and Swissville and a bunch of other high schools to form Woodland Hills. So, uh, so I went to a small school, and I think the, the large college situation was not what I was looking for. So when I toured around, uh, I came up here. Uh, amongst probably eight or nine colleges that I looked at. I liked the size of Grove City. There was, I think, 2,400 students or so at the time. And I graduated with a class of 90 out of Edgewood. So staying relatively small, that was my comfort level. I liked the size of the classroom, uh, size of the classrooms and how they're taught. And and so it was a good fit. Sure. And uh, and I grew up I grew up with a, a Christian background, and so that was a natural fit, also. Sure. And you majored in business administration when you were here. I did business administration, uh, and at that time, I think that's was the major. And I know it's it's changed since then. And now there's a business school sure. where that's evolving, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, but we had basically a business major or an accounting major. Mm-hmm. I think that was it. Sure. Um, so chose business, which is a general degree, and uh, as you mentioned, I was fortunate that. Uh, I was able to secure a job right here on campus, uh, second semester, senior year. And uh, that made the, the second semester a little bit nicer. Sure. A little, no. little sweat, you know. The sweat no was sweat, gone. You know. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was great having a job. I think I accepted in March sure. of my senior year. Absolutely. So, and Borg Warner ended up being a, a great company to work for and a good solid base to, to, to get some 
some sales training and absolutely sales management training. Sure, it's good. Yeah, and and Borg Warner, of course, you came out of Grove City with. But when you went into Borg Warner, did you feel prepared for for going into the sales job and the sales role? What did you learn from Grove City that you took with you? I did. Um, I think a uh, real quick story about how I got the interview in the first place. I was actually on their waiting list sure. for for interviews. I think he was coming in at eight in the morning. Was going to interview eighteen students. And I didn't get in. And so uh, I was out the, the previous night somewhere and came back to my dorm. And on, on my room door was a note saying, you have an interview with Borg Warner Chemicals at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. Sure. So what the guy did that came in, his name was Bob, Bob Murphy. He added two people that he saw on the waiting list because you know, we had resumes sure. uh, filled out. And uh, he chose me and one other guy. And actually the, the two people that he picked off the waiting list were two people that got the second interviews. Oh, sure. So we both got second interviews, and then they ended up hiring me. So, um, yeah, I think the, the prep here w was great. Um, the Just the overall sales, marketing sort of, uh, I'm not sure how to even phrase it, but just the knowledge that, of the general knowledge that you have with the business administration degree sure. really is applicable in the sales sales job. Absolutely. And I think sales is a great place to start for anybody who's just looking for something who's not really sure what they want to do. It's mm -hmm. a great learning learning spot. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Do you remember any professors that stick out to you that really influenced your career? There's one thing I wanted to mention <laughs> on this podcast because I, I think about it all the time. It was an elective that I took. Sure. It was public speaking. And the, it was Dr. James Dixon. Sure. And uh, and I remember taking it senior year, and nobody wants to take public speaking. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's, sure. a, it's, you know, it's not something that people gravitate towards. I think it's something we, we all feel we probably should take. Sure. I'm really glad I did. It ended up being a great education for me, and, and we bonded very well, uh, the doctor and I. And, uh, and the last speech that I gave there was an impromptu speech. Sure. It was three minutes, and I did pretty well on it. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but it, that's one I, I'll always remember, and, sure. and it, it helped me. It, it helped me quite a bit uh, in the public speaking area, and Absolutely. especially in sales. You know? Absolutely. Well, you're doing well here, too, and this is longer <laughs> than three minutes. So Thank you. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll give credit to, to Dr. Dixon on, on that. Is he, is he still around? He, he retired. He and his wife uh, retired uh, several years ago okay. now, but of course, they were involved very heavily in the theater department and, and things of that nature, too. Great. Mm -hmm. He actually wrote, wrote a letter of recommendation for him. He oh, was sure. one of the two professors that did that. So. Absolutely. Yeah, great. Absolutely. Yep. Well, after you, you went to Borg Warner, you went onward and upward. I think it would be, we'd consider onward and upward to Alpha, Alpha Packaging, right. uh, where you're still a shareholder and uh, you rose to be a partner and chief operating officer. Um, you know, it, it's kind of crazy to think about going from $400,000 in, in revenue in 1987, and it's a long timeline, but to $230 million in, in 2015. Uh, how did how did that occur? You know, what was your role in that? And uh, you know, it's really really neat. Yeah, it was it was it was quite a ride. Um, my uh, partner uh, Dave Spence bought the company in 1985. Dave Spence uh, ran for governor in 2012, I believe. So a lot of people might know that name. Sure. But uh, Dave was a good friend of mine. He bought the company. I was working for Borg Warner. He needed some help. I wasn't. I was on my you know, last year or two with with, with Borgwarn, I didn't see that proceeding any further. So, he asked me if uh, if I was interested in joining him, and mm -hmm. and I did. I, I I bought in and became a minority share owner. He was always the majority shareholder, shareholder, and uh, we um, 
we worked very hard. <laughs> sure. And uh, it was the two of us overseeing the things for, for quite a few years. We, uh, we did hire his sister as a sales rep and one other guy as a sales guy. But basically, we were running all over the country um, selling plastic packaging. Sure. And uh, the way we grew it so quickly was most every city has a distributor in their town. And they have five, six, seven salespeople. So what we, what we decided to do to the tactic that we took was call on the distributor mm -hmm. in Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, whatever, educate them on your products, and then let them go out and sell. Sure. And so all of a sudden you've got six salespeople selling in Pennsylvania for you now. Right. And then you kept informing them and you kept them in the loop on new products. And, and that's what we did. We ran around the country primarily calling on distributors. Sure. And uh, it wasn't easy. The sales didn't sure. just automatically start coming in. We had to, we had to take care of quality, too, sure. in the plant because um, some of the quality issues were – we're not being taken care of. So if you're out selling, the last thing you want to do is sell something and the quality is not backing you up. Absolutely. So we, we took charge on that and we hired some really solid uh, people that, that were with us for years. Yeah. And some are still there um, that we hired. Sure. Um, and I think that's a secret of success maybe, if you want to call it that, sure. is, is surround yourself with, with great people. Um, let those people get out there and make decisions and trust them. Absolutely. Delegate to them and trust trust them. And we hired a lot of good people, and they they helped us rise quickly. Absolutely. You know, that, that brings up a great point because we have a great career services office here. Of yeah. course, we're usually ranked in the top 20 across the nation with the Princeton Review and Career Services. And so I think students that are here uh, and they use the career services office are always wondering through their mock interviews and their resume writing, what do employers look for in in employees, when you're saying, I, I really trusted the people I work with, and that's what makes a team, yeah. what do you look for? What did you look for when you were hiring those key folks? Uh, you're just, you know, you, a resume is one thing, right? Sure. Because we found, not, not just once, but several times, that, that all, all resumes aren't exactly to the T. Sure. Um, I think people tend to embellish them. And, and, uh, and one thing I would say about that is if you end up hiring somebody, um, and it is it's a it's a it's a it's a mistake sure. let's say you've made a mistake um you're better off cutting your losses quickly once sure. you recognize that there's a problem absolutely so we didn't have too many of those fortunately we 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 had a good method of interviewing we had three four five of us interviewing all the time and we had a lot of people that were applying because the the company was starting to get some press sure. especially in the st louis area so we you know you look for a good strong um uh, integrity. Um, you're looking for um, obviously knowledge somewhat of selling and because uh, that's what we were hiring primarily were salespeople. Sure. And some of them hadn't, you know, some of them were getting out of college and hadn't really sold, but we sold, we, we gathered a lot of folks that had experience in selling. Sure. And that's what we were looking for ideally. We hired some guys that were 10, 20 years older than us. Sure. And that ended up being a good decision. Absolutely, absolutely. And and you know, public speaking is a is a huge part of that. And you benefit from yeah. a class here. You know, we'd probably say you'd probably recommend if students are interested in going into sales in the future that a public speaking class. If you don't take it already, maybe you ought to to go. Absolutely. Add that. Yeah, I don't know if that's part of the curriculum for that major. 
about entrepreneurship. I'm not sure if that's part of it, but it should be. <laughs> sure, right. Exactly, exactly. If um, not, we're going to talk to, yeah, to the entrepreneurship I would, department I would about that. I would definitely <laughs> recommend that. But uh, And the other thing that, that was really great for, for Dave and I is that um, we were great friends. Uh, I think we had the same ethics, and, and we were brought up the same way. And um, But we were very different, sure. and I think that that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we were always able to bounce ideas off of each other, and, um, and and we thought differently. Sure, he was sort of the the dreamer, the big idea guy, and I was more of the practical, saying, "Gee, I'm not so sure about that." And so he he would he would pull me, he would he would push me, and I would pull him. Sure, it was the yin and the yang. Absolutely, and that worked. Um, and I one thing I would advise entrepreneurs that are starting out is if you're by yourself, you might want to think about bringing mm. somebody on. Sure. Um, because it's it's good to have a sounding board. Absolutely. And it's good to have somebody else that has skin in the game. Sure. That has an incentive to, you know, see see things going in the right direction. And that's another thing that, that when we hired a lot of these people, including people in the plant, we we started very early having profit sharing. Sure. Um, and then with the higher level people, we, we had an incentive share deal where they were actually able to pick up incentive shares. Oh, sure. Not real equity, but incentive equity. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot to be said for motivating employees with a carrot, um, financial carrot. Absolutely. Sure. And, you know, when people are, are motivated, motivated with incentives like that, uh, they, they tend to care yeah. and work hard. And we, we knew that right from the start. So even when we were not doing great, we were making very little money. Sure. We shared the money with the, with the employees. Absolutely. And I think that, that really helped us accelerate. Sure. Sure, and 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 that's really a sense of community and a, a sense of wanting to see people do well, and and uh, it is. you know it is. I, I I could attribute that a little bit to a Grove City College education and wanting folks no doubt to do about well, it. right? We we share what what uh, is going on, and we want people to do well in that. So that's that's fantastic. Yeah, and and, and Grove City was always about promoting values mm-hmm. and ethics, and that's exactly what we carried into this company. Absolutely. And uh, my my partner went to Mizzou, and. Uh, had a great education there, and and uh, so we, once again, two two different schools. That was sure. a, that's a big school, and I went to a small school. And, Absolutely, um, but we we bounced ideas off of each other, and and uh, somehow we made this thing work. Absolutely, yeah. that's fantastic. Well, let's uh, let's take a quick commercial break, and okay. then we'll get right back to the conversation we're having with Dan Creston, right here on the Mid the Pines podcast. At the beginning of the 2022-23 academic year, Grove City College launched a new school of business designed to prepare current and future students for success, service, and ethical leadership in the marketplace. Led by Dean and 1988 alumna Dr. Michelle McFeeters, the school of business offers 15 majors, two graduate online programs, and over 20 minors. The new school's administrative structure will allow the college to pursue additional partnerships with business and industry, strengthen the curriculum, and develop new undergraduate majors and graduate programs. The School of Business is always looking for alumni, friends, and parents to engage in a meaningful way, whether it's an elevator pitch competition or Wolverine Venture Battle Judge, or panelist and guest speaker in a class. To find out more, contact our Director of Alumni and Campus Engagement, Manny Spazzato, at 724-458-2051, or by emailing her at spazzato, S-P-O-S-A-T-O-A-L, at gcc.edu. 
And we're back in the Dorothy Dot Newman Wilson 43 studios with 1981 alum Dan Creston. Dan, it's, uh, it's been great to hear about your career in industry uh, and your career here at the college as well. But I want to shift gears a little bit and yeah. talk about the reason why you're here right. uh, this week. And that's not just to take a, a joyride through Grove City, Pennsylvania, which <laughs> I don't know if a lot of people do that. But, um, but you're here this week because our Center for Entrepreneurship and Innovation uh, holds the, the annual Wolverine Venture Battle, uh, which many of our listeners, if they weren't here during this era, would know it as the uh, formerly the business plan competition. And uh, so we're in our final round this week. Dan has served uh, for the last few years and, and this current year as a, a judge slash investor is what we call those, those folks that come in uh, that are experts in their field. And uh, so I, I just want to get a, a little uh, take on, on what you think about the Wolverine Venture Battle. It's kind of like a, a Shark Tank type without Mark Cuban. Uh, <laughs> you're the Mark Cuban, I guess, in this, in this right. scenario. But uh, what's your role as a, as a judge and investor uh, for this competition? Yeah, this um, when you and I got together five, six years ago, um, and you mentioned that the Grove City was really pushing into the entrepreneur uh, area and, and had a, a school of entrepreneurship, sure. basically. Um, that that intrigued me, and and I hadn't been that thoroughly involved with the college for a while, but that that caught my eye and ear, and um, I had already been working a little bit in St. Louis with Arch Grants and Arch Angels, absolutely. And both those groups basically are doing what you're doing here. They're, we're we're looking at startup companies or companies in a very early stage, and the Arch Grants group they give grants to companies. Um, Seventy-five to hundred thousand dollars, pretty nice size grants. They do about twenty a year, and that money is given to Arch Grants to uh, donate to. I'd say it's twenty altogether. Sure. Um, I think it went to twenty-five. So as much as hundred thousand dollars, and so I, I was a judge, one of the judges for for that group to help them pick who to, because they got six hundred applications sure. and they gave out twenty. Um, Arch Angels is a group that. It's, it's, it's our own money. Um, sure. So you're, you're sitting there with probably 40 other folks. We're hearing three pitches a month, and they'll pitch to us. We'll ask questions, much like a shark tank. Sure. They'll leave the room, and then we'll talk amongst our group. Does anybody have any interest? Mm -hmm. If they do, then we start a diligence process because it, we're investing our own money. Sure. So the venture battle follows right in those footsteps. Absolutely. So for me, it was a natural way of, hey, I, I wanted to get reinvolved with Grove City. Sure. I love that method, that uh, model yeah. of of uh, competition. I love being a judge, and I love asking questions. And the other, the, the fun part is also when it's all over, it's still having a relationship with some of these these companies. Absolutely. And I have and I have done that with some of the companies from the past. Sure. We're connected on LinkedIn, and we we have we we talk occasionally through email and things like that. Absolutely. So. And, you know, and also, since I'm semi-retired, even though I have a little consulting business, sure. um, it does keep the mind Absolutely. going. And it's great to see the stuff that, that's hitting the, the circuit now, sure. the, the new things. Uh, yeah. it's, it's exciting to me. Absolutely. And, and we've had such a success, I think, with the business plan competition, which is its former name, and the Wolverine Venture Battle. I think of one of the episodes previous to this one. It's episode four, I think, is the Mid the Pines podcast, which interviews Gecko Robotics CEO mm -hmm. and founder uh, Jake Lucerarian, 
Uh, and, and Jake has done fantastic yes. things with Gecko Robotics. Uh, uh, they're based in Pittsburgh now, and, and they have an office in the Netherlands and things right. of that nature and, and what have you. But uh, what are some of these ideas, and, and you've kept in touch with some folks, what are some of the ideas that have really stood out to you, and what made them stand out, I guess, in your mind? Perhaps it was the content of it, but perhaps it was also their business plan itself. Yeah, I, and, and what's amazing to me is that, that you've got Sophomores, juniors, seniors in this competition, sure. and they write a full business plan and projected financials. Mm -hmm. It's the kind of stuff that we see from established companies that Absolutely. come to the angel group. Mm -hmm. uh, that's impressive. And, and I noticed that, and, even, and this year is no exception, each year it's getting more and more professional. Absolutely. And so you'd have, if, if you didn't know any better, you'd think these companies had been around for a while sure. and that they weren't originating in college. So uh, to me, the, the education that they're getting here to put these plans together is is very very well done. Sure. And I'm not exactly sure who's the person responsible for that, <laughs> Yvonne and, and 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 Tim and sure. you know that group. But um, I, I just am amazed at how prepared they are. Absolutely. And what I see, there's two things that I see on on, on startups. Either you have an idea that is. A problem uh, you want to solve a problem, and someone else is already trying to solve it, but you have a better way of doing it. Sure. So you don't always have to have a, a brand new idea and a brand new solution. You can go into a, an existing problem that has a, a solution, but yours is better. Absolutely. So I've seen that, and then of course you see something that you've never seen before. Sure. Where I've thought about this, no one else thought about it, and I think one of the things that that always evolves in something new like that is: Are you protecting it? Um, and, you know, IP is, is very important. Absolutely. Um, inter, uh, what's that stand for again? Uh, intellectual, <laughs> intellectual property, property. right? <laughs> you might want to cut that. <laughs> IP, intellectual property. No, um, very important. Yeah. And I think I'm sure there's some education in that here also. But if there's a new idea with, with a new, you know, something that hasn't been out there before, you want to try to protect it. Absolutely. And I see a lot of that a lot of new ideas coming out of the school here. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of collaboration too now. There's engineers working with entrepreneurship students, working with computer science folks and what have you. Right. You know, I think there's just such a good collaboration. Uh, do you see a lot of uh, collaboration still in today? You know, today's world has, has changed a lot. Not that we want to get into politics and religion and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. But, you know, when you think back to your career, the type of collaboration you see here at the college today with our students, is that the same type of collaboration that you saw in your success at Alpha Packaging? It is. And I think, and what I noticed in these groups here, it's generally three or four people, mm -hmm. um, sometimes five, sometimes two, but um, very rarely is it one person. Sure. And I think, as I was said earlier, that's important. I, I just think it's you want to have you want to surround yourself with good people that are uh, that, that are driven, yep. that are uh, incentivized to to get this thing off and running, and from different walks of of education and life, you know, and just to get different perspectives. It, if you get someone exactly like you, right sure. by your side, that's not you're not going to benefit yeah. as much. But uh, so in the in the competition here at Grove City, I see some really great teams with different majors and. And different classes, you know, sure. junior could be with a sophomore and a senior, you know. There's yeah. a, so there's a lot of great collaboration here. Absolutely. Yeah. So as you're judging, and, and uh, we won't tell any of the projects that are coming out tomorrow, right. of course, but what are you going to be looking for as you sit in that room tomorrow with, I think, five other judges? Uh, what are you going to be looking for in the business plan uh, that they're submitting or, or their ideas? What makes a successful company for you? 
So, and actually they expanded the judges. I think they're up to like 10 now. Oh, sure. Yeah, so there's about 10 judges and there's nine teams that are competing. So this is a this is the biggest one that I've been part of. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, you're looking for uh, an original idea. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of these companies have that. Sure. And then the practicality of it. Can you actually, can you implement this idea? Can you monetize it? Yeah. Um, and I know there's one or two are nonprofits, so that wouldn't necessarily apply to that. Sure. But uh, one of the, the problems that I think a lot of the startups have is they've got a great idea. It sounds great, but how do you implement it and how do you monetize it? Absolutely. And if you're an investor talking to startups, the other thing you want to know is what's the plan here sure. for exit? Because if, you're, if we're investing money in you um, and your company, we'd love to see it grow but we don't want to be holding on to it for 20 years. Absolutely. Sure. Okay. So um, I think that's a part of it. It's what, what's the exit plan? How do you monetize it? And, and when this money that, that's coming into you potentially, what are you going to do with that sure. money? How is that going to help you get to the next level? Mm-hmm. Those are the kind of things I look for. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Well, Dan, you've not only judged for Wolverine Venture Battle, you've grown Alpha Packaging. What advice in your time, your career, your volunteering and engagement and, and your, uh, your organizations in St. Louis, what kind of advice do you have for business majors, for other alums that are uh, looking at finding their footing in the business world as, as they're sometimes younger in their careers? Maybe they're, they're 15 years into their careers. What general advice do you have for folks that are looking to grow what they've already done? Well, I, and we, we've been talking about it already. It, it's collaboration. It's mm-hmm. it's getting together with people in the same industry, if you want to do that, but other industries too. I mean, LinkedIn is a great example of a, a, a format where you got A to Z, and you can you can find people that are in, in subjects related to what you're interested in, or it could be completely different. Sure. So I, I like sort of broadening the horizon. Once you get things rolling. Um, once again, hiring, hiring great people, surrounding yourself with, with, with similar-minded people that, that are, uh, you know, they're incentivized, they're motivated, and they're going to work hard. And, they, and, of course, they have integrity. Yeah. And you just kind of let them roll and, and, and go forward. So, you know, I don't know that there's any magic sauce other than uh, working hard. Uh, and I, I, looking back at my career, I, I probably have a little more patience than I had. Sure. Um, I was, sure. I pushed pretty hard and, you know, just trying to get things done. But sure. what I found when I'm not in the heat of the battle as much anymore, if I relax for that hour or two or day, a lot of times things get resolved. Absolutely. And so that would be some advice I would give. The other, the other thing is popping into my head is try listening more than sure. talking. Um, that's something that I was taught a long time ago. Active listening is what we, we, we were taught. And it it's, it's really comes into to play, especially when you're out selling to customers. You've got to listen to them. Absolutely. I mean, you can do your pitch and everything else, but you know what's what's their what are what are their needs and how can you help them? Absolutely. And uh, so, put the listening hat on a little bit more than the talking. That's different if you're pitching. That's that's a different story. But overall, I think I think that's good advice. Sure. Absolutely. Well, as we kind of close the podcast, I'm, I'm interested in your take on uh, being engaged with Grove City. And we've talked about that in, in kind of our commercial of engaging with the School of Business that's, that's basically brand new this year. Not new business majors, but a new School of Business, which is a fantastic thing. And you weren't as engaged with the college 
several years ago, and now you've continued to come back and, and be engaged with our students and our faculty. Uh, why, why engage with the college from your perspective, and, and what have you gained or what have you been able to give back through your time uh, just being reengaged? Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to be reengaged. Um, I was with uh, about 30 uh, alumni uh, in Bradenton uh, a couple months ago. And we had a lot of great stories, and, and we had and we formed a lot of great friendships here that have yeah. persisted. A lot of those uh, were couples that had gotten married that met their spouse in, in uh, Grove City. Sure. Wasn't me, but uh, <laughs> quite quite a few of them in that group. I think four or five of those couples were had met here. Sure. So uh, there is a, a bond there of of the college, and and once you and I talked about that the push towards entrepreneurship and that and now the business school. It just excites me, absolutely, um, because that's what I did in my career, uh, you know, and and I I, I really enjoy that, I, I, and I think I'll be doing that a, a very long time, being engaged in the sort of thing that I'm absolutely. doing now. So, um, I appreciate you searching me out uh, sure. six years, seven years ago, <laughs> and uh, and I plan to be as involved now or even more so in the future. Absolutely. So, absolutely. And I'm happy to say that that I did set up an endowment here. Yes. So, absolutely. Um, you know, that's something I wasn't interested in doing uh, years ago. Sure. But I'm glad I have. Uh, I think that can only do great things for, I think we, we geared it towards the entrepreneur program. Absolutely, exactly. So uh, it'll be rewarded the students in that area. And uh, I'm excited about that. Absolutely, yeah. We're we're thankful for the scholarship that you set up yep. through, uh, through your family as well as mm -hmm. the the service you've had at, at the college. We we couldn't be happier. Um, if you'd like any more information on being involved, uh, like Dan has, and uh, or setting up uh, something like an endowment or a scholarship, feel free to to contact our office at alumni at gcc.edu. But Dan, it's been a pleasure hearing from you today. Uh, thanks for sharing, and uh, hopefully we'll catch uh, you and and many others on the Mid the Pines podcast next time. Thanks, Zach. I appreciate it. Home is where everything Thank you for listening to the Mid the Pines podcast. Explore more episodes at alumni.gcc.edu slash podcast. Our co-producers are Joni Baumgartner and Amy Evans. Research provided by Janice Zinsner Inman, class of 1987. Audio editing is provided by Jennifer Hiles. Our theme music is Home, courtesy of the family of the late David M. Bailey, class of 1988. Contact us at alumni at gcc.edu for more information. We hope you'll join us again, Mid the Pines.